Eye on 2020, episode 328. I don't know about you, but I am always dealing with these clueless people on the internet and in my daily life. And I was looking to learn how to defend libertarianism. And if you're in that same position, you want to learn how to defend libertarianism, advocate for a free market, and win any political or economic debate, then you need to join Liberty Classroom. That's Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. And you could do that by going to eyeontheempire.com slash liberty. If you do that, you'll be able to earn the equivalent of a PhD in libertarian thought and free market economics online for just 24 cents a day. That's amazing. Once again, go to eyeontheempire.com slash liberty. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. The authority is total. The authority is total. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. In an empire lies, the truth is treason. The truth is treason. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. By the military-industrial complex. Hey guys, it's Ray Eaton here, your host of Land 2020. Thank you for joining me for another look at the 2020 election. All the things that are going on from a libertarian spec perspective in the world and in the election. And uh, I told you I'd get to it and I would because I went back and I listened to part of the debate where he talked, where Donald Trump was uh, roped into a conversation about denouncing uh, white supremacists. And he is, I mean, I'm not defending him because I've actually really changed my mind on a few things right now. And it's one of the things like they talk about the dog whistles and stuff like that and how he dog whistles the white supremacists and all that. I don't think that he did in the past, but in this particular instance, I got the impression that he is really against the idea of calling out like this, this group of probably 500, maybe, maybe 5,000 at the very most, um, people that are like white supremacists, if that in America, like I have, I have not run across a lot of white supremacists in my life. And maybe there's a secret group of organization out there that are white supremacists, but he fell into it. And I just wanted to talk about that today specifically. I did a show the other day about the debate, so I did, don't want to sit there and uh, go too long today. But I had a clip from the from the debate that I want to talk about because this idea that he came across of stand stand back and stand by is what Donald Trump says. And let me go ahead and play the clip for you. I'll play the entire thing, and then I have a shortened clip as well that I'll play immediately afterwards. And then, uh, then I'll go and do some commentary on it because I've been thinking about it and it just, um, I wanted to play the whole thing because I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I am just, you know, cherry picking a specific thing. But when he said stand back and stand by, I think there was, I mean, 
there was an implication to that. He was implying something, and there is some fallout from that as well. So let me go ahead and play it for you. You have repeatedly we- criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Are you prepared to to specifically do it? I would say say almost everything I see is from the left-wing. Not from the right wing. So what are you? What are you? you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like supremacists and right boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing. And here's the shortened version, and this is the, the reason why I just did the longer version was simply just to make it so that you guys can hear the whole thing, and then the shortened version, which is just the the part where he says "stand back and stand by," because they were telling telling him to tell the white supremacists to stand back. And somewhere I couldn't tell if it was Joe Biden that threw in the Proud Boys or if it was Chris Wallace that said the Proud Boys. I think originally that Chris Wallace said the Proud Boys and other white supremacist groups, and then he was saying, will you denounce the white supremacists? Will you do it? And then Donald Trump says, who? Who do you want me to do? Who do you want me to denounce? And he didn't, and you'll notice Donald Trump did not denounce them either in that full part. But he did say, stand back and stand by. And I thought that, I'll, I'll tell you more. Just go ahead and listen to exactly what he said. Exactly that part of that clip, okay? Do you want to call him? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white supremacists and white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But so when Donald Trump said that, the it is a dog whistle, and the reason why I say this is because if you're watching on Twitter, if you're watching on some specific social media sites that people who are Trump supporters might be on, or if you're looking on Twitter and you're following certain groups, there are groups of people that call themselves Proud Boys. I mean, they get tattoos of it on their arms, and they, you know, and I'll get into their philosophy in a minute, or their founding in a minute, because I found, like, something that was the first document that was written by the founder of the Proud Boys back in 2016, and it's almost like a joke, to be honest with you. It seems like it was satire the thing that this guy wrote because when I look at I'm just like oh my god this is absolutely insane this is like who would actually follow a group like this um but there are people that believe in this idea um that they have and they heard that proud boys and then they heard stand back and stand by and the twitterverse lit up in some ways with people saying standing by sir and all that. I mean, and, you know, people that are saying, you know, President, this is one guy, Joe Biggs, President Trump told the Proud Boys to stand by because someone needs to deal with Antifa. Well, sir, we are ready. And there are people that are looking at that as, hey, he told us to stand by. In a military, so if the, I'll get to the military in a minute. 
if you are that type of a person, you took that as the president telling you what to do, something that you should do. This is, whether it was a mistake or not, why would you say stand by at the end of that statement? There would be no reason for you to say stand by at the end of that statement. There's no reason whatsoever that you would say that unless you meant it. And a lot of people are saying, oh, he misspoke. He misspoke. Or I don't know what he meant by that, but he must not have meant, you know, he he must not have meant anything for them to stand by. But why would you say stand back and stand by? I just don't understand unless you meant it. People always talk about Donald Trump as being the man that says what he means and means what he says. And that's why I like him because he's willing to be anti-PC and he's willing to talk and say what he means. But then when he says something like this, people will sit there and say, oh no, he doesn't really mean what he said. But I do think he meant what he said in that scenario. And you guys, I, I, I am very easy on Donald Trump as a libertarian podcaster, I am. I've, I've always sat there and said, the left goes after him for the wrong things. The left, go, left goes after him for the wrong reasons. I'll defend him on those stupid things the left goes after him on with the, with the Russia hoax and the Ukraine thing. And they're trying to, you know, go after him for just the most random stuff. That he's in bed with Putin and he's been in bed with dictators and all this stuff. Like there's one thing after another after another, and I and they've and I've said before that I don't think that he's dog whistling people by saying that there was good people on both sides when he was talking about this Charlottesville thing, because if you take that entire statement that he was saying about the Charlottesville thing, and you look at it, if you piece that one part out, there was good people on both sides. That's what he said. But if you listen to the entire statement, he was not talking about the dude that ran the lady over or the few white supremacists that were in that group, but there was good people on, I mean, you'd have to listen to the entire thing, but I feel like the left went after him on the wrong thing, trying to find something racist. But by saying stand by, that's a different way of putting it. It really is. And honestly, if you, if I have to say it, Donald Trump probably has no idea who the Proud Boys are. No idea whatsoever. But they're talking about these groups of white supremacists who are also, you know, part of militias, these right-wing militias and stuff. And Donald Trump is referring, in his mind, I guarantee you he's thinking, right-wing militias that are out there doing what they're doing, like what happened in you know, in Minnesota, or in in Wisconsin, I think it was, where they're out there so-called protecting property and so-called helping the police and all that stuff that they're doing. And I'm sure in Donald Trump's mind he's thinking that and that the press is calling them the racists and Donald Trump is talking about the Antifa as the ones that are out there destroying things and all that. Like, in his mind, he does not know the philosophy of the Proud Boys. He doesn't know who they are, but he's being asked to announce white supremacist groups. And Donald Trump is covering up, I mean, in his mind, he thinks these white supremacist groups are people that follow him 
So he doesn't want to denounce him because he doesn't denounce him. But he says, stand back and stand by. I just couldn't get over that. Like last, the, the show that I did, the last show that I did about the debate, I didn't exactly know what he said, but I said, I have to look into this further. So go back and listen to the debate show. I brought it up because there was, that was a very incriminating statement that he said. And I went back and looked it up. And then the entire talk about the debate was about that, that particular incident. And in the military term, when the, when you are told to stand by, like there's a joke, stand by to stand by, cause you're always standing by, but you're in full dress. You're ready to go. You are ready to go at and the moment's notice. You are ready to go into battle. Stand by. That's a military term that they would use to stand by. You're about to drop a bomb on somebody. Stand by. Wait till we get the laser on it. Like there's certain things that you say and that's one of them. So I don't know if it was, I don't, I'm not convinced it was a slip of the tongue. And I might get a lot of criticism about this because I know that there's people out there that, uh, I mean, there's a, there, people are polarized now. People that love Trump, love them. People that hate Trump, hate them. I'll catch some flack from those that love Trump, but I don't think that, that was the right thing to say. I think that he really should have just done what everyone says he should have done. Denounce white nationalism on public TV. It would end the debate. But he doesn't want to do it, and I'm not sure why. Trump doesn't give in to people when they challenge. When he's challenged, he fights back, he pushes back. That's what people love about the guy. But on this particular issue, you don't tell the those white... Because he's, in Trump's mind, he's not talking to the Proud Boys as an organization or this group of organizations that they are. He's talking to the white nationalists and the militias. When he says, stand back, stand by. That's who he's talking to, guys. And it's a dog whistle. There's no other way around it. And so what are the Proud Boys? I found this little Takis magazine, which is like the first place where it was uh, mentioned. It was introducing the Proud Boys by Gavin McInnes, which he's the person that founded it, September 15th, 2016. And it says... The group started in the fall after congregating on a compound media uh, and laughing at the politically correct culture they insisted they were that we would take seriously. What began as a few fans in a bar across the street from the studio singing Proud of Your Boy and laughing at the preparations. You know, they, they kind of formed it as a joke, it sounds like to me when I read it. Now there's, but there's groups in the Midwest and Pacific and Brazil. There's some in uh, whatever. And the idea is that they are going to celebrate Western chauvinism or celebrate what the, the white culture that created the modern world that we live in today, the white male culture. So that was the idea behind the proud boys is to celebrate white male culture, which if you want to, there's people that are gay pride. There's people that are black pride. There's people that are, um, you know, feminists and all this stuff. Uh, I think it's a direct response to that is what these guys are. 
Now, you guys know how I feel about the idea of separating into groups and all that stuff. I just think that that's stupid to seg- or segregate yourself into groups by race and all that. We do do natural segregation. For example, if you go to a church, most likely you're going to a white church or a black church. And if you were a white person walking to a black church, you would probably be accepted, but it would feel uncomfortable going in there. And same for a black person going into a white church. You would probably feel slightly uncomfortable unless you were invited by somebody, you know, but... People naturally segregate themselves. If you are a black person, you're and you you'd probably feel more comfortable living in a specific neighborhood where other black people live. You don't want to be the only black person in a white neighborhood. Same thing for a white person pulling into a neighborhood. Like they're probably going to self segregate in some ways. But to join groups because it's a white thing or whatever, and, and someone says, "Oh, well, there's black proud boys or whatever." Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure there's Jewish Proud Boys and there's, you know, Asian Proud Boys or whatever. I think it's the idea is to be proud to be a boy, proud to be a man. And that, so anyway, I think it was made up as a joke to this anti-PC culture. And it's kind of a direct response to other people saying, we're proud to be this, so why can't we be proud to be that? But it kind of took on a new meaning, it seems like to me. And then this guy comes up with these ideas and this is where I get the satire, man. You have to publicly declare that you're a proud boy. That means that you, your Western chauvinism, you have to make it public. You don't care who knows. If you Trump support Trump, and how can you if you're a proud, how can you not support Trump if you're a proud boy? Then you have to proudly state it in the cafeteria, wherever you're at. And if you're going to get fired from your job, so be it. That's kind of weird. Second degree, if you're going to be a crowd boy, you have to be willing to get beat up by your peers, your 10 guys that decide to become proud boys. You're going to beat each other up, and during that time, you're gonna, they'll stop as soon as you can name five breakfast cereals. So he says, like, Chex Cheerios, Rice Krispies, Cream of Wheat, and Corn Flakes, Special K. But the reason why they're going to beat you up while you, they do, while you try to announce, announce those is because you have to be tough. And rugged, and you have to have adrenaline and control, and all. It's like, like I said, it's satire almost, right? And then you are not going to masturbate, and you'll only look at porn once every 30 days, and you will only ejaculate within five feet of a female or something like that, but it has to be where she is okay with it. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's satire, right? And then the third degree, you have got to get a tattoo of Proud Boys on your arm or somewhere on your body. And one guy got on his forehead and other people got it as sleeve tattoos. Like absolute satire, right? Absolutely. But I guess it's taken over way more than just that since 2016 when this dude wrote this thing. It seems, I feel like I've heard in a interview with this guy before and I think that this guy's not a member of this group anymore either, but it kind of took on another thing, and now I guess it's listed as a white supremacist group or something like that. And it's probably just the ideas of these people that are members of it. But that's what they are. I mean, it seems like satire to me. So why can't Trump just go ahead and denounce it? I'm not sure. But they are called a far-right group and all that stuff. I just thought, I mean... It's absolutely hilarious, but why is he Trump dog whistling to them? He's not dog whistling just to them. It was to the white supremacists that he refused to know. Because that's, he doesn't even, he, like I said, he probably has no idea who 
the Proud Boys are as an organization. But why can't he just say it? You know, this is really going to hurt Trump. This turned my mind away from, you know, from defending Trump on the racist, racist issue to, you know what? He just wants supporters, you know, and he's going to sit there and be supportive of any supporter. And it's the stupidest thing that you could possibly do in, in a heightened environment like we are now. Like, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what the far left person thinks or the far right person thinks. It really matters what the people in the middle think. And if they think that Donald Trump is defending racists and white supremacists, that's not going to go over very well for him because there are people that will look into it deeper. You, me, other people. There's plenty, plenty of people that will look into it deeper and find out, well, you know what, he had no idea who they were and da da da, da. But it, what really matters is what people thought in the moment and immediately afterwards through the talking heads. And what people thought was he was defending racists and and whites or you know white supremacists and they were and it was a dog whistle to them to stand stand by just to stand by that is a message that comes out of this entire debate really interesting right but most people are not going to look into it further to try to defend now if you look on fox news it was really weird today because there was a lot of commentators that they brought on that were, like, Democrat commentators that tried to bring this up. And I noticed on a couple of them, like, they would sway the conversation back to some other topic. Because they're trying to, I mean, they're, they're trying to put out the fire, man. Donald Trump started a fire on this issue. And they are trying to do cleanup duty. Fox News, all of the right-wing commentators, all of the, you know, Rush Limbaugh's and them, they are doing... They are putting out the dumpster fire. They are working hard to do cleanup duty for Donald Trump right now. You know what it made me think? that It makes me think even more so that I would vote for Joe Jorgensen. It really does. I mean, I was already going to do it anyway, but it, it solidifies it even more. And that's really what it ended up doing for me, watching the debate. Because it was not classy whatsoever. It was what they called it on TV, a shit show. It was a shit show of a debate. It didn't do anything positive for Donald Trump. It didn't do any. It was actually a a waste of people's time. It was it was one of those things where you feel like people tuned in to see a debate and to see the issues on the table, and nobody got that. Most people turned it off after fifteen minutes. And you know what it was, guys. I think it comes down to this: Donald Trump does not did not want people watching further. I think it, the attack, the attack, the attack psychologically get people to stop watching. I don't know if he's that smart to think about that, but it most likely was psychology to get, you know, Joe Biden off his game. But why does he keep on attacking, attacking, attacking like that? It's because maybe you don't want people watching the next debate either or the debate after that. It's interesting, man. It really is. This is a huge critique of Donald Trump. Not this is what I got from other people though. Well, look at Donald Trump. He, they say he won't do this. Well, why won't Joe Biden denounce Antifa? Joe Biden called Antifa a philosophy, not an organization or something like that. I mean, I think that was the, the meme that I saw. And that's true. Two wrongs does not make a right, though. That's like saying, you know, 
that's like a tit for tat thing. Well, he said this. Well, she said that. Well, he didn't say this. Well, he didn't say that. That's like what five-year-olds do, guys. Just realize that both of the men were in the wrong. But Donald Trump was so belligerent that that's 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 the news story. That's that's all it is. It's not the fact that if if Joe Biden was belligerent the entire time and he refused to to denounce Antifa, who is burning and killing people and doing stuff like that, like that is what they're doing. And he should denounce them too. Donald Trump does. But Donald Trump won't denounce the the white supremacists and Joe Biden won't denounce the Antifa. Although oh, to give him credit, Joe Biden did say that he's not for violence and that there should be no violence and all that stuff. But it wasn't specifically directed towards Antifa or Antifa types. Not that they would listen to him anyway. Because I don't think Antifa... Like, you sit there and watch the news and they try to print it, you know, show it like Antifa are Democrat voters. That they're, you know, these are... 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, 25-year-old tops that are out there burning stuff down and just being jerks and and they're not going to vote. That are, they are not voters at all. So, but he should still denounce them. So, but two wrongs does not make a right. And that's the tit for tat that you have people going over this five-year-old thing of, Oh, well, he did this. Oh, well, she did that. No, that's stupid. Both men were in the wrong. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you. I appreciate you joining me for another look at the 2020 election. This is your libertarian look at the 2020 election. This is uh, I on 2020. I appreciate those that continue to listen. You can go ahead and uh, ch- check me out on iontheempire.com. Also, I on the Empire is on Facebook and on Twitter if you want to check that out that way. You can message me that way through Facebook as well. If you ever wanted to, just go to the Facebook page, I on the Empire, and you can message me that way. I'd always respond as fast as I can. Uh, I love communicating with the people that are listening to the show. And uh, best thing you could do uh, to help out the show is go and give it a five-star rating on your Apple iTunes account or uh, Apple Podcasts, I think is what it's called now. Go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star rating and review. And then the best thing you do, though, is listen to the show every Monday and Thursday. So come on back on Monday so you can have clear vision for 2020.